Hey! Thanks for listening to our podcast. We're Melody and Foreman. It gets slightly less annoying after this part. (laughs) I wouldn't promise that. (laughs) This week, Melody goes to night court. And Kevin's second date update was more revealing than we ever imagined or wanted. Melody also goes into a canoe. (laughs) Martin from Scotland may have mailed us Scottish poison. Melody goes out of a canoe. Once and for all, we figure out which way do you put out your green bin. And speaking of waste, Melody also has just discovered flushable wipes are not flushable. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. We've got a new episode every week, so hey, if you want to leave us a review or whatever, that might help other people waste their time with this too. Four stars only, please. (laughs) Can't you give five? Five stars only, please. (laughs) Where our circle of trust includes you, Melody and Foreman in the morning on Hot Country 103.5. We're Melody and Foreman here at Lake Bonuk ahead of Canoe 22, the World Canoe and Kayak Sprint Championships. We're with Tyler Laidlaw, Katie Vincent, Tokyo 2020 Olympic medalist. And I'm Connor Fitzpatrick, Tokyo 2020 Olympian. And I'm Foreman. I'm just going to pull this out of my shirt here. Former Eastern Ontario silver and bronze medalist multiple times. Oh my gosh, I have the same medals. What's in my pocket? Oh, what's this outstanding Bantam boy? What? Katie Vincent, you are a medalist at Tokyo 2020 in 2021. Yeah. Uh, in what? Uh, so I got a bronze medal in the C2 500 meters with Laurent Spence on the point. I want to know behind the scenes at uh, at the Olympics. Like, what what is it like on race day? What are you guys doing? What are you eating? Are you throwing up before? Like, what what does it look like for an Olympian yeah. on the day of your big event? So on the day of my big on my final or C2 final, it was Saturday morning um, in Tokyo, and Friday night was the women's soccer game. Um, and as <laughs> and all I remember was at like three or four in the morning, just a bunch of Canada chants outside of Canada House, and I was like. What am I dreaming? It came in, as like in my dream. I was dreaming of the race, and then I just hear Canada chanting. I'm like, what? And I wake up and I realize that the women's soccer team won gold. <laughs> they ruined my sleep. <laughs> Land of the silver birch, home of the beaver. What are your thoughts going into the world championship here then? Now, ah, uh, yeah, home worlds is definitely really exciting. It's it's start every time that they do some more setup here, I get a little more nervous. Got a lot of friends and family here. I'm in uh, the both of the Olympic events, so C1 do and C2 500. I have a new partner this year. Laurent's retired. I'm also in the C4 500, the mixed C2 with Connor, and uh, the C1 5000. It took me as you were, I'm sorry if I look distracted, because I was like, C150, C1. I'm like, these sound like C3PO, Star Wars characters, and I'm a nerd, but it means canoe, doesn't it? Yeah, so yeah. So yeah, so yeah, so C1 is uh, canoe one, so that's a singles event. C2 is canoe double two, and then and then C4 is canoe four, so four people. Trivia time, okay. if you were in a kayak by yourself, what would that be called? A solo canoe. A canoe for one. A kayak. Well, <laughs> and the kayak starts with the letter... K! A K-1. Yeah! Okay, well, great. That's the level of people you're dealing with. Sitting on the dock uh, I'm Connor Fitzpatrick. I competed at the Tokyo 2020 Olympics in C2000 and C1-1000. And grew up and learned to paddle 
at the Sonobe Aquatic Club, yeah. Right there? This is my home lake, yeah. This place is, uh, I would say, one of the meccas of paddling, and there's kind of three very big paddling spots, and I think this is one of them. And I think a lot of people are excited to come to Canada and race on Lake Bannock. Have we ever hosted before? Yes, so we hosted Worlds in 2009 and also in 1997. And I remember I was 11 years old sitting on the hill watching Worlds in 2009, so I never thought I was going to be able to race a World Championships of this caliber on my home lake. So this is like a dream come true for me. Lots of friends and family will be here to support you. How much time do you spend between them, the competition, the street festival going on, the (laughs) concerts, the parties? How are you going to balance all that? It'll be very competition based, <laughs> very, but the time we get to August 7th, it will be mayhem and that's exactly what we want. The more people yelling, the better and the more fun it'll make for all the paddlers. Uh, I'm Tyler Laidlaw. Uh, I'm on our national team for men's canoe and I'm racing at uh, the Sprint World Championships uh, on Lake Bannock. Where are you from? Uh, Where is your home? Middle Sackville. Um, so oh. Sa- uh, yeah, Sackwalk Canoe Club is my home club. I wanted to ask you, because you're the last one we're going to talk to before we dunk Melody uh, in the water. Uh, There is no adult world championship level or Olympic level event for War Canoe, which is 15 people. Mm -hmm. What's the deal? Uh, So War Canoe is actually only done in Canada, which is is surprising. Um, Yeah, so C15, the Canadian 15. Um, But what we're going to do, I think we have a lot of these like local canoe clubs here. Um, They're all going to come out and kind of show off to the world what war canoe is and, you know, maybe try to grow the sport. But there's going to be some sort of war canoe race to to show it off. I've been in races where they they hit each other, boats flip over, like it gets rough out there. People are smacking each other with paddles and stuff. It's a very fun event to watch. (laughs) Imagine if it was with Olympic caliber adult athletes. Oh my gosh. Like checking each other. (laughs) It's very Canadian. It's Katie and Connor and Tyler from Team Canada and we listen to Melody Foreman of Hot Country 103.5. Hopefully the races go better. It's a study that should surprise absolutely no one that when you're on vacation with your significant other, you like their soul a whole lot more and a whole lot more often. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Oh, oh they're so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you get on the soul train. <laughs> you ride that train exactly. non-stop. <laughs> You're right. We're Melody and Foreman in the morning on Hot Country 103.5. It's, you know, it's the middle of the summer. We've got a heat warning. Okay, nothing makes me want to ride the soul train less than that, than what you just said. So if on vacation it is that hot, then I'm just like, ew, David, don't touch me. What do you think? What, what's the point of the vacation? I don't even understand the point of the survey. Obviously, people yes. are riding this whole train on vacation. That's what you went on vacation for. Yes, sure, yeah. You don't. You get a break from work and you sleep in and you go places and see things you don't normally do. Yeah. But you also get to do that well, more often. And you want to do that because you don't have to do all those other things. Those yes. are those things are the reasons that you don't want to do the 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 train ride the train i'm getting lost in our metaphors <laughs> <laughs> the survey shows that m- a majority of uh couples are riding the soul train about yes. about twice a week but while on vacation it's about four times a week wow that's a lot actually <laughs> yeah also more than half of us uh are uh, experimenting more on that train oh. while on vacation and again 
That's a study that surprises no one. Yeah, because you're drunk the whole time. You're so. you're drunk, or or doing it. You're indulging in a lot of things that changes your behavior and your thinking, and you're uh, more free and easy Last down the road. I go. Time I was on vacation, it was a jamming vacation. Yeah, we, it, we jammed the whole time. It was specifically for that, was it not? Yes. <laughs> and I'm looking. I'm looking for that Bob Marley song, but you you know what I mean. Jamming. Yeah. There we go. Thank you. That's <laughs> Why did we need this study? But wait a minute. Four times? They're not pre-boarding on the Soul Train if they're doing, if they're riding at four times. That's, just, that's, that's, that's too much work. You're on vacation. Now I'm trying to follow the metaphor and I, <laughs> and I don't think I want to. Get off the train. <laughs> Melody Informant of the Morning on Hot Country 103.5. A show full of criminals here. <laughs> well, one half of us <laughs> is a proven <sighs> criminal, a lawbreaker. Melody, what ha- you? this okay. is a saga that's gone on since last summer. Since last summer. It was last, like, I don't know, September that this happened. I got caught at the bridge. I had my phone in my hand. Uh, my maps were on speaker. So, ma, 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 ma. I was going to fight it because I didn't, I wasn't using my phone. I was going to fight it. What choice did I have, right? I had yeah. to I had to try. We and we all thought, you know, why not? You you know, you, the very least you get the amount lowered to the minimum or something. Yes. I've done that with the traffic ticket. Yes. You just say, "Oh, I'm guilty." And then they lower it. Yeah, that's what you said. You said it would be lowered. Someone else said maybe the guy wouldn't show up and it would just get tossed out. So Good there were point. all of yes. these like people gave advice. Yeah, I may as well go fight it. It's my right as a citizen, right? Exactly. So then I got my night court case for a oh. year later. <laughs> taking a year to get a case yeah, yeah. exactly okay so it was seven o'clock i wasn't nervous because i was like whatever if, if i if it if i'm still guilty i'm no worse off than i was before this but then i get there and the door's locked to get into night court <laughs> on it. they have to let me in and when i'm in all of a sudden there's all these police officers there with their bulletproof vests and their guns and all of their batons and their official things and i'm like oh my god i am a criminal <laughs> i am such a criminal and you're walking in and you know every Everyone's looking at you like you're a criminal because you're yes. at night court. <laughs> and then there I see the guy who gave me a ticket. Oh, he showed up. Yep. So first of all, he showed up. Second of all, he was wearing cargo shorts and a golf shirt that was tucked in like a total jerk. <laughs> who dresses like that to court? I'll tell you who. Someone who goes to court a lot because he was standing there with the prosecutor. A prosecutor? Uh-huh. <laughs> and they knew each other and they were buddies and they were just laughing and, you know, probably talking about whatever they did at golf last weekend. Yeah, where to get the best tube socks. Exactly. <laughs> and then I'm like, a prosecutor? There's a prosecutor? Wait a minute. What did I get myself into? Because here I thought it was going to be like you told me, and I was just going to go into a room and get to have a little conversation with a judge. Yeah. No, there was a prosecutor with quote-unquote evidence. Wow. A folder of evidence. That's a real case. (gasps) Right? What, are you defending yourself? (laughs) Where's your your lawyer? I didn't get one. Why don't they give you one? I don't know. I didn't know there were going to be lawyers. I didn't know. I didn't. That's the thing. I had no idea. So all of a sudden, I'm hit with the reality of the situation. There's these cops with their bulletproof vests and a prosecutor, and everybody knows what's going on. And here I am, just like 7 o'clock, it's my bedtime. So I start crying. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. No, I'm just... And I did not stop crying for basically the entire time. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I had to ask 
ask a police officer if I could go get a Kleenex. Oh, no. <laughs> like a criminal. <laughs> finally, we get into court. And it's an actual court, like a huge courtroom. Like on TV? Like on TV. <laughs> and I'm standing, like, well, not standing. I'm sitting in where the people would, like the, the jury. stand? In the stands, yeah, yeah. In the stands. I don't know what you call them. The, the scary The seats, jury box. The jury or, boxes. Yeah. And they're up ahead. And the judge explains to me how it's going to work. And he's going to go up. And the prosecution is going to deliver their evidence. And then I get to ask him questions if I have them. But then afterwards, I can take the the stand and tell my story. I didn't have any questions. Yeah, where's you don't have like you didn't prepare your argument. No, you didn't get to review the evidence. Shouldn't you be able to see that? That's the thing. Like, Shouldn't what? you be told that they're going to have a prosecutor and have evidence and here's how it's going to work yeah. before you're already there? And the thing is, like his story didn't differ that much from my story. My whole thing was just that there was I, it was it would have been unsafe for me to have taken my phone off speaker, mm-hmm. right? Like it just wouldn't have been safe. So I thought I was doing the safe thing. Yeah, that's all I was trying to explain. And then after the whole thing's done, the judge is explaining how she came to her decision, which was that I was guilty. Mm -hmm. Uh, But she had said, if I had explained that there was not a safe place for me to pull over, then I would have been off. I, there wasn't. I was on the 111, but yeah. I, I didn't know that that's what I should have done. Who's I had your, no idea. Yes. No one advised me. No one told me. Everything was stacked against me. Where's your counsel to tell you that that would be, that's the the case you're supposed to prove? There was none. I Come had no on, idea. Come on, that's not fair. I literally thought I was going into a room to just have a chat with a with some dude. Yes, exactly. And pay, <laughs> pay $100 less and call it a day. No. Yeah, and there's my story in night court. <laughs> <laughs> Which you better go back to for your appeal. No, that I'm, is an unfair process, I'm, and you will be lawyering up, miss. Are you my lawyer in this case? Uh, sure. <laughs> Good luck to you both. Now, screened and treated wastewater is flowing into Halifax Harbor. What? Yeah. <laughs> Oh no! That's been one of my favorite parts of this whole saga of the main water treatment pump went down in June, then the backup pump went down in July, <laughs> then they installed a brand new pump earlier this week. It's like 300 horsepower, eight feet tall, this massive undertaking, and it was immediately clogged <laughs> with all your old unflushable wipes. Not just my flushable wipes. And by the way, don't call them flushable wipes if they're not flushable. That's just awful. No, and it's made uh, some newscasters in town, like Sky, who does news afternoons here on Hot Country 103.5, have to give the update from Halifax Water that they put out, and she has to relay. Wipes and rags quickly clogged up the pump while running tests. The utility reminds you the three P's are the only things that should get flushed, pee, poo, and paper. (laughs) She said it. She has to say it with a serious face. That's the real news. <laughs> so the treated the water's being treated. It's back to normal. They expect the harbor water to return to its, quote, natural condition over the next two days. So maybe wait till Sunday to go for a dip. Uh, nope. I am <laughs> never going in there again. Well, you're the cause of the problem. I am not the cause. 
cause of the problem. This whole then this whole process, you're just learning that flushable wipes are not flushable. Everybody's just learning that. And you live in one of the affected neighborhoods where they're saying, hey, please limit how much you're putting down your drain, people who live in Yer- Larry Utech. Okay, but but you can't call them flushable if they're not flushable. Like that's not our fault. Well, it may not be entirely your fault because Shane has texted us. And now we've got him on the phone here, Shane, because where do you get off <laughs> blaming and slandering the good name of Kirkland brand toilet paper from Costco? Costco toilet paper does not break down the way normal toilet paper does. So if there's any, because it's so thick, so if there's any imperfections in your sewer line, it will catch and bunch up, causing a sewer backup. Well, 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 I guarantee, Foreman, you are using a heck of a lot more Costco toilet paper man who who has <laughs> admitted to shopping routinely at Costco than I am using flushable wipes. Those are bad as well. I, but I'm not, it's not like I'm using them like toilet paper. You might say they're worse, right? That I don't know. But <laughs> we, we work with a lot of plumbers in our industry, and usually with backups, it's one of the two causes. How do we know it's the Costco? Where's your proof? Is this just hearsay and speculation? Call any plumbing company that deals with sewer backups. So it is hearsay and speculation. (laughs) How do you know it's the Costco stuff? Hmm, This clump looks like it came in bulk. (laughs) I'm just trying not to alienate Costco from ever spending any money on this radio station. (laughs) Well, I can't help you there. I'm just delighted to find how Foreman is actually more at fault for this issue than I ever was. Oh, come on. Foreman. <laughs> so, sh- so Shane, Shane, you're you're suggesting that any pump plumbing company in the area that's ever dealt with a clog at somebody's house, that household is exclusively using Kirkland toilet paper. Not always, but it is one of the number one reasons for clogs to happen if people do use the Kirkland toilet paper. He's because of number two. <laughs> the number one reason because of number two. That's funny. <laughs> no, he's saying that he's, they're not shocked when they find out, oh, you use Costco toilet paper. Okay, well, that's the problem. But not always. Sometimes it's any old toilet. What kind of toilet paper are you buying? Like the cheapest one that I can get at the Sometimes grocery store. Sometimes it's no name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the no name. One ply. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I need the flushable wipes. <laughs> What do you do when your charming and attractive yet married co-worker asks you to lunch and you alone? I don't know. What do you do, Foreman? You ask Nova Scotia's only matchmaker, Geneva Dickey, from the Book of Love Canada. It's a quarter after eight. And Geneva is our date. And we need you now. We're knocking on your door. Let us in. asked me out to lunch and without giving it much thought I agreed. He's charming and attractive, but he's married. I'm not the type of person to break up a marriage, so if he's looking for a side piece, I am not it. But maybe there's something else going on here. Maybe it's just a friendly thing or maybe he and his wife split up. Should I assume it's just friendly and go or should I find out what the deal is beforehand? Ooh. I wonder what you guys think about this one. Well, at first, we 
were like, huh, I don't know, maybe that's kind of weird. But then we started chatting and we were like, well, we would go for lunch together and it wouldn't be weird at all. We're both married yeah. and both charming and attractive people. Oh, just look at us on Facebook, <laughs> obviously. Obviously. But you know what I mean? Like, it, it wouldn't be weird. But then I think about the situation and I think, like, would I find it weird if my husband went for lunch with a single woman and I maybe would. I want you to ask yourself if I, if my husband was going to lunch with somebody that had the same relationship that I have with my coworker, would I be uncomfortable with that? And if the answer is yes, do not go. Uh, we have a, actually, it's happened to Elaine. And thank you. You can call, you can text to let us know your experience and what your uh, suggestions are. It's 902-425-1035. A married coworker of mine once kept asking about grabbing coffee. I asked if his wife would like to come and etc. And he said, no, he didn't want to tell her. So that was the end of that. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Spidey senses went up. We have to trust our spidey senses and our intuition of like, what does this mean? Because honestly, a high value woman doesn't really care what the intentions are. She trusts her intuition. And if her intuition is wrong, then she has her boundaries to fall back on. A high value woman. A high value woman is just that single woman that knows exactly what she wants. She huh. has her boundaries set in stone, and she's not going to entertain a married man that maybe wants more. As Wanda says, if you have any respect for yourself, you'd straight up ask him what his intentions <gasps> are. Oh my! Going to lunch with a coworker who is married says a lot about a person. Oh well, oh, that's excessive. That's a little excessive. Now. Although there is that 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 is something to think about. Like people might talk, uh, but Michelle Noel Campbell had said just stop overthinking it and go and eat if something happens at lunch then address it right away she says it's not it's not brain surgery it's common sense well i used to work i used to be a geomatics engineer and i used to work in calgary and it was a male dominated industry so honestly if i wasn't going to lunch with married men i wasn't eating lunch mm. and so there was lots of times that i would go to lunch with married men but there's always that married man that i wouldn't go to lunch with there's like right. you know like he's not a close co-worker he's not a boss he's not an associate he's not cool you know so yeah i think trusting our instincts is key and if she is um overthinking this this much then she, i think she knows her answer mm -hmm. what if she but she really uh, what if say she's really into this guy and she's yeah. hoping that maybe he's what he's splitting up or whatever like what do you do then if you you want to go to lunch and you want it to be that kind of lunch well <laughs> let me tell you if a man actually wants you to be the rebound from his marriage him asking you out on a lunch isn't going to be the first place that and the last place that he stops. If he's actually interested in you and the separation is coming through, he is going to continue to pursue you further. And I think if you are the one waiting outside of a marriage for that to happen, I don't think anybody should be that person. No, you're definitely not gonna have a high value lunch. You're just maybe gonna get a nooner at best and uh, <laughs> that. Yeah. Afternoon delight one might say. Yeah. <laughs> Skyrockets and flights. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, like, single women, we are, uh, well, not we, because I'm not anymore, but, like, they're, they're, I remember when I was, though, it was, like, constant, like, almost I was waiting for the relationships to end. That's what people thought. But, you know, again, as a high-value woman, we have lots of options. So if our coworker that we think is handsome is getting separated, you know, let him do his thing and he'll come when everything's settled. Otherwise, we got lots of other options, right? Mm -hmm. If All there's right. no other options and you're waiting for someone to get divorced, come on, girl. <laughs> <laughs>
No, that's what he's saying to her. Come on, girl. <laughs> so uh, it's now a two four two five one zero three five. What do you think about that, Matt? Maybe I've overthought this question, but um, <laughs> no, I've gone on many of lunches with uh, with people who I work with uh, who have been female or male and all that such. And I mean, realistically, my, my, I guess my thought process in the whole thing is lots of, uh, especially in the business world, lots of really important discussions happen over lunch. Yeah. And if we say like, gen, like you know, different genders can't ask people out, you're and unfortunately, you could be dominantly excluding women into having discussions that could be important to business. And I just, I don't view it that way. Like, I'm married. I have gone out to lunch with plenty of people, whether it be female or male, and we've discussed work things, and that should be fine. I mean... Well, and she's the one that describes him as charming and attractive. Which is a weird thing to add, if it weren't that, like, to me, then I'm like, okay, so you're attracted to this man. Yeah, and so, she's single. Yeah. Right? So then does that make well, it weird? It, it, it could potentially make it weird, but maybe her apprehension is because it's projection. It might be a projection of her projecting mm. onto him. It may be innocent from his point, but maybe she's like, oh, I might be tempted kind of thing. Yeah, and it, it's actually, it's kind of like this text that we got from uh, Courtney here that says, if you want it to be more than a platonic lunch, you're part of the issue here. Don't put it yeah, on that's him. Rejection. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We can't help that this is what's in the headlines this week. It's tragic, but it's true. Melanie Informant. The internet is a breeding ground for freaks. Hot Country 103.5. This is Tragically Trending. So, back when the Johnny and Amber defamation trial happened and we were all spoiled with the most ridiculous revelations, we thought it was about as much of a circus as a trial could get, Yes. To which Alex Jones, a.k.a. InfoWars guy, put down his tinfoil hat and said, Here, hold my blood pressure medication. (laughs) Because as Alex Jones undergoes his first of three trials to determine how much he has to pay the families of the Sandy Hook shootings for saying the whole thing was a hoax. Right. He's already been found guilty. These trials are to determine how much he pays them. This is what it sounds like when he learns on the witness stand that his legal team sent the Sandy Hook attorneys his entire text history, proving that he committed perjury on the stand about what he claimed he sent about Sandy Hook in text messages. Your attorneys messed up and sent me an entire digital copy of your entire cell phone with every text message you've sent for the past two years. And that is how I know you lied to me when you said you didn't have text messages about Sandy Hook. Can you believe it? His lawyer, he hired that? Yes, and they waited 12 days into the trial and allowed Alex to lie left and right, knowing that they had evidence that contradicted his sworn testimony before dropping this twist that is so wild, even the writer's room for Law and Order could not have dreamed it up. In fact, longtime Law and Order writer David Slack weighed in and tweeted that on Law and Order, that never would have happened because they never would have let a lawyer do something so dumb. <laughs> to add to this ever-growing hole that Alex Jones has dug himself, his ex-wife now wants access to those phone records so that she can use them in her ongoing custody battle against him. And the January 6th House Committee wants them to aid in their investigation of the insurrection. So, fun times. <laughs> and speaking of having a lot of fun, Jennifer Coolidge, a.k.a. 
Stifler's mom. a scotch aged 18 just like she likes her men she said she had a lot of fun as a result of the American Pie movies you know I got a lot of play of being a MILF and I um and I got a lot of sexual action from American Pie just you know what I mean like I'm just talking about the, there were so many benefits to doing that movie <laughs> and there were been like like 200 people that I would have never had slept with <laughs> She hadn't done that movie. And before you go, whoa, 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 200 people sounds like a lot of people. American Pie was released 22 years ago. That's less than nine new people that she's sleeping with a year. Frankly, I expected more from her. <laughs> a little bit earlier this hour, you heard us meeting some of uh, Team Canada's best at Canoe 22, the World uh, Canoe and Kayak Sprint Racing Championships. Going on until the 7th. Yeah, at Lake Bunuk. Uh, but one of the things, you know, I, I grew up in a canoe club. You've mentioned. Yes, I've met, I brought all my old medals as a high school athlete. Nothing weird about that. Nope. I don't travel across the country with those. Mm. Totally normal behavior. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time to try out. Like, I haven't been in one of these canoes, these racing canoes, in years. 15 years. Yeah. So, time to get in one. Okay. Especially because you've never been in one. No, it should go well. <laughs> you know how hard it is, like, when you first start riding a bike? Without yeah. training wheels. If you just Without swim, training wheels? Like, if you were just yes. to ride a bike? Yes. So, it'd be like trying to ride a unicycle with one foot. <laughs> That's, like, the equivalent of, like, what you're about to do. We're Melody and Foreman here at Lake Bonuk, ahead of Canoe 22, the World Canoe and Kayak Sprint Championship. We're with... Tyler Laidlaw. Katie Vincent. Tokyo 2020 Olympic medalist. And I'm Connor Fitzpatrick, Tokyo 2020 Olympian. This is a paddling. We're going paddling, right? That's what it is, paddling. Yes. It's paddling. Yes. Feel free to talk smack against anyone who rows right now. They can't see where they're going. Who they're wants going to Who wants to not see where they're going? Like, paddle forwards, guys. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> and what about canoeing versus kayaking? Is there a hierarchy here? Yeah, we're all, we're all canoers, so, yeah. yeah. Canoeing over kayaking every time. I would say a joke, but teammates are upstairs, so I won't take the jab. So we're going to go canoeing, and that means four of us will canoe, and the fifth person is going straight into the water. There's a C1. This is, a, this is what we're going in. You're going in that. I'm not going. I couldn't even. That's not a boat. That's a toothpick. You're not even on your bum. On your knees. On your knees? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch them do this before I do this. I think you should do no, it first. No. <laughs> That's just me. Okay, I'll, I'll go first then. Okay. It's been like 15 years. I feel like you're gonna be okay though. It's kind of like a bike, man. If you do it once, you can kind of always do it. Yeah, it's kind of like a unicycle with one, one leg. That's for people that have never. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, it's not you. Oh. Right. I believe the medals now. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, 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 this is... That was pretty hard. I'm impressed. I believe the medals are coming to fruition. Just wobble around the lake. <laughs> no, that... I'm telling you, if you have never been in a boat for 15 years and just jumped in a C1 like that, yeah. mega I'm, impressive. I'm impressed. Mega yeah. impressive. You're recording all that, right? <laughs> Now it's your turn! Oh, great! <laughs> so, nobody look at my uh, 
crawling at my ass. Like that. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Your right hand on the top of that paddle. On yeah, the, yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Just don't fall left into the dots. Keep your hand on the paddle. You're doing it. Katie might also be holding you. <laughs> the second she let go. Who wants to get into C2 with her? Oh, shit. <laughs> so you're soaked. I'm not. <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> I'm what? Obvious. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how much more respect for these world-class athletes do you have now after dunking yourself twice? Oh, I mean, I already had so much respect for you guys to begin with. So, I mean, I, it, they make it look so easy. It is not so easy. I still have very little respect for you. Naturally. Yeah. <laughs> the feeling is mutual. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to share with you the story of how uh, what seemed like a giant rat's nest from the sky fell on my nine-year-old daughter, Harley. Gross. Yeah, very gross. We're uh, visiting our, our family cottage, which has been there since the 60s. and mm. uh, yeah. Family cottage? Mm, yeah, must be nice. <laughs> it must be nice. It must be nice. It is. <laughs> Very, very nice. Okay. Yeah, right on the water. It's on a lake. It's on a lake in Ontario, but you could take a boat from that dock and show up in our harbor without leaving the water. How? Because it's all connected by lakes and locks. You know, you've heard of like the Rideau system, the Rideau Canal and all that. Yes. And it connects all the stuff. So it's all connected. My wow. grandparents who built the cottage once took a boat to their place in Florida by boat. Shush. Because they would live in the cottage in the summer and Florida in the winter. Holy Hannah. It must be nice. It must be nice. All connected. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the cottage that's uh, in the family now. Yeah. And so we stayed there for a week and saw my mom and sisters on all whatever. That sounds so the fun. kids, yeah, kids' room has a bunk bed. Uh, and Harley is nine, so she wants to sleep on the top. Emily's five, she's sleeping on the bottom. They like to fight and bicker a lot. They also love each other sometimes. Well, yeah, it's siblings. Siblings, <laughs> yeah. that's just the way it is. So they go to bed, and they're in there fighting. Emily stopped <laughs> kicking, and Harley stopped telling me to stop, and blah, well, this goes on and on for a while, and you can hear it, and you just kind of think, we'll let this play out. See if it escalates further. Yeah, or maybe they work it out on their own. Exactly. Until there's blood curdling screams coming from the room. Oh. Daddy, mommy, oh. Ah, come here. Ah, ah. And that's your cue? Yeah. I, I burst in there. Like, what is going on? And there's, there's uh, like, just junk and, and powder and dust and bits of wood and all it's like a nest it all over Har Harley's hair her face her eyes her inner mouth all over oh. her pillow her bedding the entire bed is covered and all this stuff I'm like what what happened to you? what is this where did this come from i don't know oh. what do you mean you don't know it came from so yes you're like well i was just lying down and it, it just <laughs> fell on me <laughs> <laughs> it fell from where like 
This is ceil- It's like a wooden beam ceiling. There's nowhere for it to fall from. Yeah. Like I can see. There's, <laughs> there's no. Hole what are you talking you about? What a, an absolute chaos! And we try and we try and clean. Get them out of the room. Get rid of the bedding. Ugh. Put Harley in the shower. Everybody's freaking out because also there's this white powder there. Why is there this white powder? Oh. Well, my mom immediately pipes up like, "Well, it might be old rat poison <gasps> from like 40 years ago." On your rat child. poison <laughs> in her eyes, in her mouth, breathing it in. <laughs> she says it so casually. It might be rat poison. Yeah. yeah so there's Foreman on the phone with the poison control. <laughs> oh my god, it's bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> It's like 10 o'clock at night. Oh, no. And they're like, well, you, here's what you put her in the shower, and you got to rinse her eyes out for like 15 minutes straight, and then she's got to rest and watch for all these things. And if it doesn't improve, you're going to want to take her to the emergency room. Oh, which I'm sure was very close to your family cottage on a lake. And hopefully one was even open. Yeah. <laughs> And but the, she did warn us. You're gonna. You're. They're gonna ask you the same questions. Like, what is the white powder? We don't know. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh no. And in all this chaos, <laughs> we just we finally figured out. I think that like okay, there's old ant poison in these muffin trays up on this ledge which is up by the top bunk that probably has been there for 40 years and if it's for ants then it's not that bad and Harley started to feel better uh. and all the rest of it and once everybody's calming down this is like another hour later oh my god the story then turns into I wasn't lying down and it just fell on me it was Emily was kicking my bed from underneath and Harley tried to whip her blanket down at Emily, but dragged it through this ledge <laughs> where the poison was. And not just the po- but all this mounds of dirt and whatever from st- that's been there since the 60s. Oh, and flung it all over herself. So her fighting with her sister. Is the reason she ended up covered in poison. Oh, it sounds like a nice, relaxing family vacation. A lot of fun. (laughs) We need to know, I would like to know, how good Kevin's first date was with somebody. Well, here's Kevin's whole situation who called in to us last week. I have a first date this uh, this evening, actually, at 5 o'clock. Oh, with a uh, a coworker, but we don't work directly together. So it's been seven years since I've been on an actual first date. And I'm like, what do people do on first date? <laughs> we don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah we've been married for like ten years. Yeah, <laughs> twelve this year. Yeah. Ooh. Hey, hey. <laughs> uh, but he he wanted advice from Geneva for yes. Dear Geneva, which we do every Wednesday at eight ten. We'll be doing it again tomorrow. Yes, this is why we have experts when we don't know things, which is. Most, Most of things. the time. <laughs> we have experts. Uh, Nova Scotia's only matchmaker is Geneva Dickey. So if you're like Kevin wondering, what do you do on a first date? Here's what you do. Do so you really want the first little bit of the date to determine is there chemistry? Do I like spending time with this person? Which, by the way, is the only thing that a first date should be used for is to see if there's chemistry if you want to see them again. Yeah. Go with the flow of that. And if things are going well and you both want to spend more time together, then go do an activity. It could be going for a walk along the waterfront if dinner is close by, going and playing pool at the place on Quimpool, going for a walk along the Dartmouth waterfront or up to Dingle Park or, um, you know, going to the arcade at Perp- 
color, but have something that's activity-based. Is there any benefit, like, if things are going well at dinner, just staying and just chatting? Like, do they have to get up and do something? I have had matchmaker dates where they're like, it's gone five hours. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's so amazing. What did you guys do? They're like, we had drinks. And I'm like, you guys sit and sat for five hours talking. And almost 100% of the time, it never goes on a second date after a five-hour date. Does anybody ever feel pressure if the the person who planned the date, like, has planned too many things? Because I know I would, because then it feels like there's no out. Exactly. And that's the whole point, is that we're not telling this plan. And he's not saying, oh, I have this plan. We're just going with the flow. But this is for his mind, his peace of mind, that Mm -hmm. he always has a next place to go. But say, for example, on the first half at those appetizers or drinks and like she's lovely and he's lovely, but there's no chemistry, you can call it then and just be like, this was lovely at an hour, hour and a half. Mm -hmm. That's a totally perfect first date. But if things are going well, you can progress and it's always a good idea to have a plan. Well, we've had a message from Kevin informing us that maybe something happened that had to do with that. Uh-oh, okay. Like to see how it went and just give him a call. Yeah. Hello? Hello! Hello. <laughs> Kevin! How's it going, guys? Does anyone, by the way, ever yell at you, say in a, a very... Yes, that, that voice. Kevin! No! No! Do you know what we're referencing when we do that? Yes, I am. Uh, home Alone. Okay. <laughs> I am old enough to know this. How is that never? That should happen to all Kevins. It should. Everybody's thinking it. They just, who runs around screaming? Like, we're the only obnoxious people that would do something like that. You yes. think it. Yeah, well, we, we both just did. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why I listen to you guys. Because we're obnoxious, yeah. <laughs> and yell at you. <laughs> Yeah. That's the uh, unique service that this morning show provides and this morning show only. We also give you really good advice, really good dating advice from a dating expert. Yeah, we hooked you up with Nova Scotia's only matchmaker with great advice for free last week. Mm-hmm. I know, right? For your first date. And how did it go? So we went to Obladi Wine Bar. Okay. Fancy. Uh, we got a bottle of wine. And... We were planning on taking a walk, but then we realized that we had talked for three and a half hours straight. Wow. So it went really well, and then uh, we're planning a second date, so no, it went extremely well. Wow. Wine really loosens the lips, doesn't it? Well, I'd say, because I've never met a woman that wanted to talk to me for three and a half hours straight. <laughs> Hell, I've never dated a woman that wanted to talk to me for three and a half hours straight. Yeah, your best friend doesn't want to talk to you for three hours yeah. straight. <laughs> now, had you had a, a next, because uh, Geneva's advice had been to have a plan for things you can do next. Don't tell her what it is, but have it in your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did have a plan, and that was we were going to go down to the buskers. I was going to take her for a walk on the waterfront because you had mentioned the buskers. Mm-hmm. And I had actually forgotten about the buskers, so I'm like, hmm, buskers. Yeah. But then realized that we had been talking for three and a half hours. Aww. Right. So you are planning a second date. Was any of that talk about what you would do? We had mentioned about going to maybe an escape room. Um, as long as she was allowed to pay for the second date, she wants to pay for the second date, so... That's okay. a great side. Definitely pick the fanciest place you can go to then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she has a unique uh, hobby, I will say, that she's like, maybe I can get a bottle of wine and we can like just hang out at my place. And I, 
offer to help her organize her unique hobby. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. There's... Yeah. <laughs> what? What is her unique hobby, Kevin? She collects bones and skulls. Like, actual bones and skulls. Of what? <laughs> like, of humans? <laughs> No, 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 no. Of her Not victims? necessarily. Animal. Animal. Yeah. Everyone else who's ever had a date that hung out with a bottle of wine at her house was never heard or seen from again. Yes, you're going to help her with her unique hobby on the yes. second date. She's adding to her collection, Kevin. My boss made that joke, and I thought, oh, okay, when he said skulls, I'm like, oh, well, people collect skulls. That's not weird. And we started talking. I'm like, okay. Like, but you know what? There's weirder hobbies. Not that much weirder. Um, what does she do with those skulls and bones? She uh, just collects them, and they're all in her apartment. Like on display, or are they in jars? Like what? Because well, we, we know someone who collected sure. teeth. I know that they have their own space. <laughs> she has a bone room. Hopefully that's not the <laughs> So <laughs> do I. The boner. <laughs> a, 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 whole, a whole room, yes. It's basically a whole room. I mean, some people yeah. are into that. I don't know. There's a swing in there and everything. <laughs> 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 well, my boss had made the joke. He goes, because somebody's like, oh, are you going to get flowers? And he overheard. He's like, no, no, no. He goes, don't buy flowers. He goes, on your way home, he goes, hit a raccoon, bring her to skull. It's better than flowers. Oh. <laughs> That's a really good, you know, and for everyone listening who does hunt, I mean, sure, you use the meat, but what are you doing with the bones? Exactly. Nothing. Now you know yep. who to give them to. She is <laughs> just being uh, resourceful, reducing, reusing, and recycling. Yeah. So second date is when? Do you have a date for the date? No, we don't have a date for the date. Okay. okay. Well, when you do, we need a second date update. I will let you know definitely about the second date. If you don't, if I tell you I'm going on the second date and then you don't hear from me after that, check the bone room. (laughs) (laughs) Grab a shovel. (laughs) When you put out your green bin, Mm -hmm. what direction is it in? I put the handles to the road so it's easy for them to grab. See, in my uh, day, my green bin day, my garbage day, whatever it was like earlier this week, and I noticed that the almost the entire neighborhood is doing it that way too. Yeah, handles facing the road. That's the way to do it. And to me, that seems wrong. Wrong. Yeah, but who cares about the truck? It's about the person that has to grab it to put it on the in the thing in the first place. Well, this is why we need an expert. (laughs) (laughs) What way should you be putting out your green bin? We know Scotty, who calls from time to time. Uh, is a waste expert. Yes, he is. A disp- disposal uh, aficionado. Sounds like he works for the mob, but yes. <laughs> Up in East Stewiak. We've been trying to get a hold of him, and I think I think this is him calling back. So, hi, you're on Hot Country 103.5. Who's this? Hi, it's Scotty calling you back. Scotty! It's Scotty! Scotty! He's got a rockin' little buddy! Whoa! Hey! <laughs> hey, if the truck loads from the back... Then handles out for sure. Uh, if it loads from the side, but then either way, I think most of the trucks have people actually that pull the cart to the cart dipper. Like I don't think we have a lot of the automatic trucks here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So the picker has to grab the bin and then drag it over to his tipper to dump it in. So then again, so, it's probably easier to have it facing out because then right. they can grab it easier. So yes, Foreman, the rest of your neighbors are doing it. 
right and you're doing it wrong. But he might, but he's grabbing it and turning it around then. No, he's not. Well, if, if it's a rear load truck or a rear packer, which we sometimes don't like to say because it sounds a little off. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> then, then yes, it's better for them to have the handles out because what they'll do is they'll grab the cart and they'll probably grab your garbage can, drag it behind the truck. Mm-hmm. Then they'll tip the cart and then drag them both back. I still don't. I still don't understand how it can tip properly with it, the handle yeah, out. It's a machine. So what it is, is it, if it is dumping the opposite way, like, but it's easier for him to grab the handles and then turn it around. God, so this whole thing yeah. is one. Right. So he, he's turning it around. No, that, he's that's not confirmation. turning it around. He's grabbing it so that it's easier, and then he's putting it on it. And what you're saying is, doesn't it mean that when it's tipping? It's tipping backwards, like the opposite of the open way. Yeah. And the answer is yeah. yes, but it's a machine. It doesn't care. But it doesn't actually tip that way. It actually, when it tips, it's actually turned the other way. The arm turns you know what it I'm around? Gonna do? I'm going to find some video. <laughs> and I'm going to send them to you. I'm just saying, though, if you don't turn the handles around, then mm-hmm. the handles are facing your grass, which means that yeah. you, the the person that are, is grabbing it, have to go around onto their soggy yard and grab it and turn it around and and that just seems rude to me. Why yeah. why make them yeah. do that? Yeah. One suggestion I do have though is if you're putting it, it's like I know garbage and I know actually everything's out now, right? In the summertime, yeah, yeah, the, the garbage. I prefer it when people put the green bin and the garbage on one side of the driveway and their recyclables on the other side of the driveway. Well, we do it on opposite weeks here in uh, yeah, HRM, Scotty. In a big city. We have a very regimented uh, schedule of events that you have to stick to in Halifax. Up there in East Stewiak, it's just a free-for-all, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we just we just dump it all in the ditch. We let the bears eat it. <laughs> garbage it all, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We have a giant Thought fire. So. Good confirmation uh, on yeah. that, too. Cruising every Friday night on the harbor, on the Harbor Queen with Ambassadors and Keith's and Fireball. It's the Hot on the Harbor Cruise. Yeah, it's 9 to 11 every Friday all summer long. Get tickets to hotcountry1035.ca or, as we said a few moments ago, call now and we could give you three questions and you could win your way on for this Friday night's cruise. So who's this? This is the Hummus Patrol. Uh, are we sure we've been led to believe that this is David? This is the official founding member of the Hummus Patrol. <laughs> we got lobster! <laughs> Dave's lobster! Oh! Lobster Dave, how are you? Not too bad. This is the first time I've ever got through at the right time. I know, but Lobster Dave, you and the Hummus Patrol have been on the Hot in the Harbor boat. Yes, but they had to pay their own way, Melody. That's true. We're ready for you if you're ready for us. And question number one. One, two, three. All right, Lobster Dave. Canoe 22 is going on right now until August 7th. And you can find more information at canoe22.com. Which Dartmouth Lake is it being held at? Ah, I know it's not Lake Superior. <laughs> Same. Correct on that. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's I know it's not the Atlantic Ocean. No. Nope. De- not a lake. So uh, you're right about those things. Just not the question about the lake in Dartmouth where the t- canoeing championships are. Enough, enough, 
Uh, uh, I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to. Uh, lake. Lake. I'm trying to pron- know how to pronounce it. Right. Lake Banook? Yes! Wow. Did that your thumbs is... help you pronounce that? <laughs> All right, question number two. We are described as a mecca of paddling, so name one local canoe club. I want to say it's just the Banook or the Banook Club, like, uh, which you can see more or less from the uh, right from on the, the waterfront on that on that side, the Banook yeah. Club. Yeah, we no, that want is to say you're right. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> that, see, that was too easy. Made that come right to my mind, but I thought, you know, like. <laughs> I think we're, we're trying to. I think there's about ten in the area, so yeah, that's definitely one of them. <laughs> yes. All right. Question number three. Put your phone down. <laughs> okay. In addition to having gone on your lobster boat, we, Melody and Foreman, also got to try out a racing canoe, and you can see the video on all our social feeds. What did we learn that you call a racing canoe for one? A racing canoe for one person. Oh. In this competition, they have them for one or for two or for four, much like kayaks. Oh, yes. And there's... The name... The name you would call that boat for one of a canoe... For, uh, for for just a solo person. Yes. yes. <laughs> and it got nothing to do with hummus. No. <laughs> okay. I had to get that out because... <laughs> a, a racing canoe for one person. I... Hey, Google, what's yeah. a racing canoe yeah. for one yeah. person? Well, uh, can I put you on hold for a little bit no. so I can try here? <laughs> I don't have my reading glasses on, so I can't Dang. see anything on Google. <laughs> uh, we'd, we'd love to help you out, but... but oh, no, oh. We, you, can, you can Google it and call us back, Dave. <laughs> We're so sorry. We're sorry. Okay, okay, that's fine. We've allowed enough cheating as it is, I think. Yes. <laughs> so if you think you know that answer... What's a racing canoe called for one person? Yes. You can cruise with us for free tomorrow night. One, two, three. Even my mother is texting saying even I know the answer to this one. Yeah, we're Melody and Foreman in the morning on Hot Country 103.5. We've had the answers for two questions. Only the third one remaining. So, hi, you're on Hot Country 103.5. Who's this? Hi, it's Kathy. Kathy! What did we learn you call a racing canoe for one? Is it a sprint canoe? Oh, no, Kathy. Oh, no. Wrong. Sorry. Thank you, though. Okay. Dana, what did we learn you call a racing canoe for one? Wrong answer. (laughs) Wrong. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Hi, you're on Hot Country 1035. Who's this? This is Michael. Last question. No. Wrong. All right, then. Hi, you're on Hot Country 103.5. Who's this? Hi, this is Dana. Oh, Dana. good. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just so disgusted with us that you hung up immediately. <laughs> I, I wish that were true, but I think I moved the wrong way. You oh, wish you it were wish, true? You wish you hung up on us? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I would never hang up on you two. You're too much fun. Oh, thank you. 
Well, now that we've had all had much more than an ample amount of time to figure out the answer to this Googleable question. Dana, what did we learn you call a racing canoe for one? Please get it right. A sprint canoe? No! Damn it! Wrong. Why is everyone guessing that? I mean, that's the type of sport, I suppose, but it's not the name of the boat. Of the racing canoe for one. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, I know. Now we have to hang up on you. Oh, Dana, sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hi, you're on Hot Country 103.5. Who's this? This is Michael again. Can I try solo? <laughs> you can try, but you won't succeed. Wrong. Still wrong, and you should have asked for help. <laughs> <laughs> you should have done it in tandem. I'll take the lifeline. <laughs> I had, like, there are ten local canoe clubs that we and our children have all grown up paddling and racing in. How do we not know the answer I to this? I wouldn't have known the answer to this if we did not say it so many times during the show, Foreman. And you did not fall out of one. I, well, I, yes. Had I not <laughs> fallen out of one. <laughs> I know you gotta be on your knee, the whole thing, but I can't remember what the name was. <laughs> well, somebody needs to. A racing canoe for one is called what? If you don't have the right answer... <laughs> Oh, I got the right answer. Who's this? Mike Davis. Mike? Mike Davis. Mike, Mike Davis. Davis. We're already writing your name down yeah. as if you were a winner. We've got you locked in. Your free tickets are on the way because the right answer to this question is... C1. Yes! yes! <laughs> Why is this so Six. hard? Have you been yelling at your radio for the last, like, half an hour? Oh, yeah. I, I got her. My, my buddy just got tickets the other day, Justin Carter. Ah, ah, yes, yes, yes. Good. Ooh. Justin Justin uh, will be very happy to have you on board with him. Yeah, so who who did he tell? Has he been listening and telling you the answer, or did you already know? Uh, we both work for construction, so we're driving in a truck a lot. What oh, uh, company? We're always, we're always listening. What company do you work for? Dexter's Construction. Dexter's. Dexter's. Number one for construction and not the thing from the TV show. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> A joke they've definitely never heard before. No. <laughs> Everything that I ever post, people are like, your kid is the funniest toddler I've ever seen. Your kid is the whatever. Like, she is. She's just this, this, this ray of light. But <laughs> she's also that kid. All the time. Yeah. All the time. She's a, she's a busy child. She's a very busy child. <laughs> and she does have a lot of impulse issues. And she just, her brain works differently. And we've known her brain works differently from the time she was born. Because she was always different from the other kids. Yeah. Always. And she she wanted to be independent and doing her thing from the moment she was born. While every other kid would like just sit there and stuff, she'd be all over the place, up yeah. and everything, doing everything. Like, that was just her. And so, like, just just to give you an example of the kind of kid that my kid is, in her soccer lessons, which have not gone well and which which are harder for us than they are for anyone, <laughs> um, when they set out the, the little things, the little hoops to pretend to be muddy puddles so that the kids are supposed to go around, Lily is going to say, muddy puddles? What do we do in muddy puddles? We jump, jump in up them, and down, right? yes. So she's going to jump up and down in the muddy puddles. She doesn't want to go around the muddy puddles uh -huh. like a chump, right? <laughs> like, And I get it. I yeah. get how her brain works. But that just means that in 
classes like swimming, she is the kid who's not going to be sitting there listening to directions because no. she wants to play with that toy over there or do that thing over there or jump in the pool or whatever. Like, how can she help herself? There's this candy land of, <laughs> of excitement, you know, and she wants to explore it all. So she's not going to sit there and listen to you, but that also means that she's always getting in trouble. Yeah. Always. And this is the part that as a parent just destroys me because you have this amazing, amazing, creative, smart, capable child who's always getting in trouble. And what do you do about that kid when you're like, no, 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 she's just bored. Like, she just, like, just. <laughs> yeah. Well, you said to me, uh, uh, just going into this, is that, you know, at, the, at that swimming lesson, the face sinking, jaw dropping look on the teacher that had her in the previous mom and tot swimming yep. lesson to see that kid coming back yep. again. Yep. As soon yeah. as that instructor saw her, like, she just was crestfallen and said, oh, that's Lily, right? <laughs> <laughs> And I know uh, she remembered her yeah. because Lily tried to do her parent and talk class, but Lily doesn't want to be held by us in the pool. She wants to jump in the pool and splash around on her own like she does. Mm-hmm. And and also there was a parent in that class that kept giving us the side eye like, oh, I have you're such a bad kid. And it's like, no, my kid's just bright and bored. So I'm sorry, your kid's not bored in this class, but mine is. But I honestly, what do you do when you have that kid? What do you do? Because you know your kid is that kid, but you also know your kid is capable of doing all of those things and Cause, more. Because what does she do with the kid on the on the slide? That's another story that you haven't told yet. Oh, so, God, sorry. There's so many yeah, things. I know, I know. Yeah, but because, just like, because, because, she's no, not the bad kid. People are going to say, oh, she's just a bad kid. She yeah. just needs to learn how to behave. And it's like, no, she's a great kid with a great heart. For example, when we were at the park there was a little boy that was scared to slide down the slide and Lily went up to him and said I'm here for you I know it's scary I'm wow. right here and like coached that kid down at the play place when there was a little girl that was being rough with all the kids including Lily and they did not like it her dad came and yelled at her and the kid was sad and Lily saw that the kid was sad and went up to her and took her hand and said do you want to jump with me on the trampoline like Aww. that's who she is she's a good kid she's just that kid and I don't want her to be the bad kid because she's that kid and I'm not the only parent that that feels this way we had a message from Diane Uh, she said that she was almost in tears listening to us talk about that because she has a similar child and she feels this in her soul because it's defeating hearing today wasn't a great day or feeling anxious going to soccer or swimming or birthday parties or whatever Mm -hmm. because you get the side eyes and you get the sighs and you get oh that kid's here Yes, yeah. exactly. And that just sucks, when you, especially when you know your child is just so amazing. Yeah. Well, it's 902-425-1035 if you have any advice or experience. Uh, you can call or text. And Shelly, what do you think? What's your advice? My daughter is now 23. And everything that you're saying was my daughter. She was oh. very busy. Um, she wasn't a bad child, um, but just really busy. So she did the swimming she did the soccer. Um, she did taekwondo. Like, we always had her involved in something. She just had to find what her thing was. Now, yeah. Lily's only three, but what we found was things like swimming and soccer, taekwondo. There's so much downtime. Yeah. And it doesn't keep her engaged. So she eventually went into gymnastics. Yep. And did amazing in us. And I remember um, going to my doctor and saying, I can't do this. Like, I, I don't know, like, what's going on here. And she said, look, 
she's going to be a really strong, like they called her a strong-willed child. Mm-hmm. No, that's, and we've used those they, exact words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they said, those are great. What the characteristics she has right now are going to do her well. I know it's a long ways away, but I'm going to tell you, like, my daughter is the most rounded young adult. She's always excelled in everything she's done. She went into, he said she was in gymnastics from the time she was five until she was about 10. And then she found the sport of competitive cheerleading. Mm. And she completely excelled in that, did amazing, um, was on an amazing team. She went as far as doing a final tryout for Team Canada back in 2019. Oh, wow. Um, and now, like, she just graduated in June um, as a dental hygienist. The two-year course, she had, like, a 95.6 average over the two years. Oh, wow. You sound like an amazing mom, and your mo- and, and your daughter sounds so amazing, too. My, my thing that just breaks my heart is seeing her get in trouble so frequently because she just can't help who she is. But just just picture her, though, now. Picture Lily, three years old, holding the little dental hygienist mirror <laughs> and the stabbing <laughs> toothpicker <laughs> thing <laughs> and let her have at it in your mouth. Ohio woman swears she recorded Bigfoot. Let's listen. I don't know. No, listen to all that. I think that headline should really be Ohio woman records a bunch of coyotes. That's one of many headlines in the news this week that we... Melody and Foreman. In the morning. On Hot Country 103.5. Couldn't possibly make up and why would we? Because these are the real headlines. Like Air Canada flies man's cats to San Francisco, then tells him to go get them. I wasn't going to, I was going to Moncton. (laughs) Sorry, bud, you're on your own. (laughs) Man who's lived on cruise ships for over 20 years can't walk straight on land. (laughs) Oh my God. Florida man arrested for DUI after driving motorized scooter into shelves inside Walmart. That checks out every part of that. (laughs) Van pulled over with thousands of dollars in stolen goods inside, which doesn't seem that funny. And come on, Halagonia, you could write a better headline because upon further review, it should really read as 45-year-old Moncton man high on meth caught in Pictou County with $10,000 worth of stolen Pokemon cards. (laughs) Also checks out. Yes. More headlines of the week, like after getting fired, man uses digger to destroy luxury Muskoka Marina. And I know someone that knows that man. Really? Yep, and she worked with him, and she's here now because you didn't want to work with that guy. (laughs) Checks out. (laughs) Highway 101, motorcyclist from Quebec, clocked in at 173 kilometers an hour. Oh my gosh! Highway 101 driver near Lower Sackville clocked at 177 kilometers an hour. Oh my gosh! New Hampshire police arrest man for driving 260 kilometers an hour. traveling back in time when you do that? Like Superman? You only have to go 88. Come on. Texas man steals ambulance, crashes into multiple vehicles in multiple Whataburger drive-thrus. 
that they all just together? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Idaho man tries to throw container of meth into river during traffic stop. <laughs> How'd that work out? California man tries to outrun police on stand-up paddleboard. That's impressive. Brazilian man tries to give himself nose job using YouTube tutorials. Almost as painful as a Brazilian wax. <laughs> Micmac Mall jewelry high suspects try fleeing on bicycles end up in Lake Bonoc. Oh, no. You can't make these headlines up. Oh, why would you? And we have a few more left, like tourist roasts marshmallows at active volcano in Iceland. Oh my gosh. Update, U.S. Geological Survey warns spectators not to roast food at <laughs> volcanoes. They have to have the warning for somebody, right? <laughs> Subway superfan gets free subs for life after getting footlong tattoo. Not worth it. No. <laughs> First responders search for man who may or may not be stuck in storm drain. Uh, you want to figure that one out? Yeah. Like, is he in there or not? <laughs> not going in after him. A couple more headlines left. Like, Russian man sets himself on fire by lighting cigarette while pumping gas. They have the sign right there at the pump. Do not do that. It's real. That video should be up, too. Yeah. <laughs> Nope. Okay. <laughs> One more headline then. Mississippi woman suffers aortic tear during orgasm. I'll have what she's having. <laughs> <laughs> so that's worth it, but the free subway, no. You know, you've heard us talking about, uh, hey, we have this summer tour with uh, Collins Tours, and we're out and about at all kinds of events all over Halifax. Yeah. And part of that is showing up and playing music and giving you prizes, and one of those prizes is a trip for two from Collins Tours to New York City. The Big Apple. We've been trying to call our winner all morning. <laughs> Literally all morning long. We were supposed to do this a little bit earlier, but the, the show's almost over. Yeah. So we're going to try it one more time because it's, I mean, it's a trip to New York City. Collins Tours. Oh, God, I would love to go to New York City. The phone is ringing. So uh, do you think? Do you think they're calling us back? I don't know. We've, we've, we've rang like five times, and okay. then the voicemail is like, you, there's no room to leave him, leave a message. No, we couldn't even leave a message. Okay, okay. maybe this is them. Okay, listen. Yeah. Hi, it's Megan O'Brien. <gasps> Megan starts spreading the news. You're leaving August 31st. <laughs> really? <laughs> you have won the trip to New York City. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's say that again. Hold on. Uh, holding. Okay. Say <laughs> it again. Megan, you won the trip to New York City. Woohoo! <laughs> I'm glad we held on for that. Who's, who was that broadcast for? My girlfriend. She was in the living room letting me sleep. And then I, was, oh. I told her about it yesterday, but I was like, I'm not going to win. I even checked my phone earlier, and I was like, oh, no phone call. I didn't win. But ha, you fooled me. Oh my gosh, you did. You're going to the concrete jungle where dreams are made of. <laughs> 
<laughs> and specifically, you get a night in Portland, Maine on your way there, because uh, this is all with Collins Tours providing this wonderful trip, and they do this all the time. Then you get to stay at the Marriott Marquis Times Square Hotel oh. in Times Square. Okay, and there is also an open bar there for you overlooking Times Square. You're going to get to get day or night drunk overlooking <laughs> Times Square. Yes, that's included. Then you're going to the Come From Away Broadway show. So you're going to Broadway. You get a tour of the city, including Central Park, St. Patrick's Cathedral, Battery Park, Statue of Liberty, the 9-11 Museum. You get it all, Megan. Oh, my gosh. And then wow. you get to have a whole day in New York where you do whatever it is you want. Holy moly. I know. Obviously, you've seen our summer tour out and about at some event this summer to be able to put your name into the ballot box for the draw. When when, and where did you see that? Uh, I think it was at the Relay for Life. I didn't have a team. I was just walking for myself and my friend Jean in Ottawa. Um, was diagnosed with cervical cancer. So I kind of did it for her and everyone else who was uh, diagnosed with cancer. Well, I mean, good karma is coming your way because this is meant to be for you, Megan. Wow. Okay, so I got to get a passport. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yep. (laughs) Like, Um, real quick. Minor detail. (laughs) Like, you better go today. (laughs) Yeah. Have you heard... We are truly an international morning show. An international morning show. We're just not singers. (laughs) What gave that away? (laughs) We've had this whole saga where Martin listens in Scotland, and we love when Martin listens and uh, chimes in on the show, and he sent us this care package which sat at Canada Post for a few weeks until it got sent back to Scotland because we didn't get it. It was my fault. didn't do it. Uh, Yeah, you might have heard that story a few times by now. Yes, uh, Martin has sent it back. I was off last week. You opened it, revealed what was inside, mm-hmm. uh, and now I believe this is an international number calling us back. Oh. Is this Martin? Martin, what's up? Nothing, nothing. I just thought I'd phone because Foreman's back. I know. And he got a chance to look in his care package. I haven't even looked. I haven't even physically it's seen right it yet, actually. Here. Right here. Right, the package I so graciously left for Melody to be able to open on her own. And I did, and I got everything still in here, and I found out that this is, it's its like fudge, but it's not fudge. What is that called now, Scottish? A Scottish tablet. Sc- a Scottish tablet. tablet it's like is, fudge, but not fudge. It looks just like a rectangular cracker. But it's not. It's, it's not fudge because it's made slightly differently, so fudge is soft and chewy. Oh, okay. And tablet is denser, and it's harder. Well, it's, it's not hard, hard, but it's... Yes. That's the name tablet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, with the other stuff in there, a lot of crisps, chips. With no. so I can't like it. I'm floored at how stereotypically Scottish they are. <laughs> when we talk with, stereotypical, we're talking about okay. So this one is oh god, it's stuck. Oh no, I don't want to move it. Okay, this is haggis, egg crack pepper, pepper, haggis yep. chips. Yep. Uh, roast beef and horseradish. <laughs> and all time favorite. Root vegetables. But we should give I we gotta give one of the let's give away the haggis ones. 
Yeah, we'll give away the haggis ones and a, t- a Scottish tablet. Dinner and dessert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but as delighted as we are to uh, hear from you regularly and have your input and have you send us care packages around the world, we still have a very Scottish bone to pick with you. <laughs> They're expired! <laughs> you didn't think we'd notice. We gotcha. You were getting rid of stuff in your pantry. Yep. You shoved it all in a box. <laughs> and sent it across the world. I'll tell you why they're expired. I bought them from the store. I shipped them to Canada. They sat there for two weeks. Got sent back. Because here in Scotland, stuff only lasts about two weeks or three weeks. And I forgot. Okay, now to be fair, it would be easy to blame Foreman for this since he is the reason why we got the package two months later than we should have. But I sense that you're not going to blame me and I'm on board. (laughs) What is with Scottish uh, items having the shelf life of a dairy product? These are like sealed, pre-processed chip items. Like they should last for months and not expire they in last April. Through the apocalypse. Yes, I buy a block of cheese here, Martin, <laughs> and it lasts until December. For goodness' sake. I buy a block of cheese over here, and it lasts four days. <laughs> Yeah, who's keeping a block of cheese for six months? Wow. We really need to introduce our European friends with the concept of refrigeration. (laughs) Well, we're not so much of jerks that we're going to ridicule you for being so kind as to send us expired things. We would never do that. No, but we are just uh, casually and (laughs) friendly pointing it out to you (laughs) that we noticed. We're on to you, but we will still, the stuff we give away, however, we end up doing that. I think at least expires in September. I think. So we've yes. got a few weeks left until they're gross. Yeah. And then just have to make another care package. No! That's <laughs> not what this was. We're out of even older stuff? Yeah. <laughs> he's going to need a second job to afford all of the care packages he's sending to us. It's important to point out that it is August. Yes. So why is this crouton of the sky <laughs> June bug in our lobby a June bug yeah a brown June bug in August a big ass June bug just walking around the floor well as long as someone didn't step on it because what do you do when you see a big ass bug well I took a picture of it put it on our Instagram you didn't step on it and walked away no nope. really you just nope. left it there I just left it you there you wouldn't even let it go outside like if back it's to lit, your home if it's lived past June I would let him let him go <laughs> whatever he's doing he's doing it right exactly yeah he's a very healthy June bug yeah. and you could be healthy if you eat those June bugs apparently uh, what <laughs> teaching over at Dell. <laughs> but <laughs> according to Dalhousie University, um, June bugs are the croutons of the sky. <laughs> you can collect June bugs from lights or dig larvae from the soil for recipes. You can crush them and bake them into biscuits and sprinkle them onto salads. That's where the crouton part comes in. Or even fill cooked larvae with cheese and wrap it in bacon. David! Oh, no. Crunch. Crunch. This has been a bad few days for uh, information and research coming out of Dow. Right. Like, on this show, we had Dr. Jen telling us about how you should be swimming in the harbor. 
you know, all the tests that we've done over the years at Halifax Harbor, um, all the coliform has come back almost nothing. Um, the ammonia and the phosphate levels, which indicate things like runoff and, and fertilizer and that kind of thing, they're also really low. Um, so in terms of water quality, of course, bad timing for the pump to break down. Um, but in terms of water quality, I'd rather swim in the harbor than in, in the lakes around here. <laughs> so... Just saying. Have a fun beach day at the harbor. <laughs> yeah. Do you need some snack ideas? <laughs> I got some June bugs for you. At least have one. <laughs> Text 902-425-1035. Write Melody Informant on socials or email Melody Informant at hotcountry1035.ca.